All right, everybody, welcome to Insert Podcast Name Here. <laughs> this, is, this is already lame. This is this. <laughs> I'm Alex. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. But I'm Oleg. I am Oleg. Thank you very much for letting me introduce myself. I guess I'll continue it. I'm Einish. I'm the voice of reason. His name's Andrew. Is it though? <laughs> I don't know. I prefer to remain unnamed. <laughs> he doesn't want to be associated. No. Hey, remember, guys, Andrew would prefer to be unnamed. Just <laughs> keep yeah. that in mind. Yes, everyone remember that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, correct. Exactly. Andrew, the unnamed one. <laughs> All right. Um, so what, what's our topic today? Our topic today is Spider-Man in movies. Oh, good. And other media. Well, I'm, I mean, are we doing other media? We're not really. I want to touch on the PS4 game a little bit. Actually, I'm down. Oh, okay, the PS4 game. The PS4 game is. I was thinking like the PS2 perfection. game. <laughs> yes, the PS2 PS, game. Uh, the Spider-Man 2 game is pretty good for its time. It's like well, for its time, yeah. Like PS4 game is like honestly close to the perfect Spider-Man story. It's yeah, it's my favorite. Spider-Man and it's like it takes just enough like liberties with it. Okay, we'll we'll get yeah. to that. Yeah, so we'll get we'll to that get later. To that. Have you played that game, Andrew? <laughs> Dude, take take one <laughs> guess about whether or not I played a video game. You've seen Alec play it or something. Wait, I've you don't Alec play video play games? No, I'm not a video oh. game. I mean, we don't have to like. Yeah. We might just touch on it later, like. Yeah. Oh, that's I've, gonna be I've our seen longest the whole gameplay of the oh, okay, PS4 so. game because nice. Alec and Ryan both played through it multiple times. I mean, it, it's a good story, right? Yeah. Well, it's an awesome story for video game, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, especially for video game series. Um, so should we? Are we going in chronological order, should we go? Let's go in order from the best to worst, so Amazing Spider-Man 2 is first. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, I would personally go, like, like, like Sam, what, what, I mean, the ones we're going to do, Sam Raimi, like, mm-hmm. maybe Mark Webb, because, like, nobody likes it, let's so, be real. Or should we go by the age of Peter Parker? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Tobey Maguire's, like, 30? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's I think he's 40. But let's yeah, let's see, let's start with, let's start with in, yeah. Sam Old, Raimi, old man yeah. Parker. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi? Sam Raimi? Okay. All right, I mean... Does anybody here not like the Sam Raimi movies? Love it. I'm a Sam Raimi fanboy diehard. Awesome. So. Probably my favorite Spider-Man. At least in the movies, for, for sure, my favorite Spider-Man um, incarnation. It's not my favorite incarnation of like the character of Spider-Man Peter Parker, but it's my favorite in terms of like, direction, camera work, mm. just action. It's Yeah, it is the best. I think it lacks a little bit when it comes to like the persona of Peter and Spider-Man sort of thing, but... Mm. It's my second favorite in terms of like my. I, I would actually. Do you want to yeah. say something? Yeah. No, I think the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies are really solid for terms of like they look a lot like a comic book, and there was up until Spider-Man Three, which the studio just absolutely <laughs> yeah destroyed you're, that film. You're fucked, Sam Raimi, into making a terrible movie. Still yeah. not the worst. Not, not a terrible movie, but no, we're getting to those later. <laughs> yeah. Up until that point, Homecoming. it was. It was, it was a Spider-Man, it was a comic book movie that was like completely unhindered by the necessity to establish like some form of cinematic universe or anything like that. And, uh, up until Studio Interference and the third one, the Sam Raimi movies really stand on their own, sort of like a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta say, like about what you said about Peter Parker, like I agree that, I mean, Tobey Maguire has some issues with like just being Peter Parker, primarily like being between like 30 and 40 years old, wasn't he? But like... I, I like, Flash like, out of, out of all of them, like, even, even, uh, what's his name, the, the Marvel one? Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland, right? yeah. He, 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 he is kind of, like, a nerd in high school, but he's not quite a loser. Like, he's still buff. He's, like, you look at him and he's cool. Tobey Maguire, even though he's much older, he, you look at him and you see, like, a complete loser. Well, let's not forget Andrew Garfield, who played the <laughs> ultimate nerd. 
Yeah, you know, he's so nerdy, he yeah. skateboards to class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listens to you, you, nothing says nerd quite like making, making vines. Yeah, really cool clips. <laughs> hey guys, I'm here. Did you hear about him? Check out my cool Spider-Man powers. Flip, flip. This is this is a bit off topic, but Amazing Spider-Man three, like apparently Sony was talking about, um, they were gonna have Spider-Man use Snapchat and make like a YouTube channel and stuff. Yeah, so essentially it's like he uses of a, a Snapchat filter to have a mask. Not gonna lie, it does kind of seem like a natural step for a character in the day and age where like news photography is dead. But they gotta find some other form of like photography. Like I'm not saying I think it's a good idea. I'm just saying it kind of does make sense. They do a good job, I think, in the uh, the last thing we need is a series with like Spider-Man sort of like you know doing his own like phone thing, like in the intro to. uh, Yeah, but the last thing we need is a a Daily Bugle blog. Or, hi guys, I'm J Jonah Jameson out here on my vlog. Here, I, uh, Spider-Man's a menace. Well, I mean, yeah, no. You I, could just make Spider-Man, like, like slightly tweak the story. Like, instead of being a photographer, you could just make him, like, a blogger or a journalist for, like, uh, an online paper. Yeah. And he puts the pictures it's on like it as the well. The PS4 like, game. As we learned from Star Wars, there's nothing bad with sticking to source material. Let, let's not mix cinematic yeah. universes <laughs> stuff. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I was talking about, yeah. Let's, let's not do that. Yeah, I mean, but source material. You can just stick to the source material. You don't have well, to sometimes, modernize sometimes it. Sometimes it's fine to take liberties with the yeah, source you, material. Yeah, you should take liberties. It's just but, but, like, trying to make it new and hip for the youngsters, they, you know, it never comes out right, especially not from studios. I'm fine with evolving the character, like, again, PS4 game and yeah. SD Spider-Man, they do a pretty good yeah. job. In, in a way, like, both of them kind of make it more hip for the younger audiences, and they kind of yeah. pull it off. Yeah. Well, like, like you don't Hard have sp- yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man using Snapchat or Vine. Well, no, that's just not good. That, that's just not, that, yeah. not good. That's all I can or say. Or Instagram here. Live. Hey guys, Spidey here is your friendly neighborhood. Maybe, maybe we should jump back onto a Sam Raimi yeah. instead of talking about Snapchat yeah. Spider-Man. So I, I will say, uh, you, you were saying earlier that it felt like a comic book movie, and I, I do agree, it feels like a great comic book movie. Uh, but I don't think that that alone is enough to make something a good movie. Like, for example, I think it's the Eric Bana Hulk. It is like... It's not really? a good comic book movie because oh. it's not a good movie. No, but like, they lean they lean into the uh, direction of well, having no, it feel like a comic book. Having horrible comic book transitions doesn't make <laughs> no, it no, no, no. But it was it was directed. Spider Man, Sam Raimi Spider Man does not have horrible comic book transitions. Right. It's still a good comic book movie. It's more than that. I mean, yeah, it's definitely the the schlock to it is what definitely brings it that comic book thing. I think, but it, I don't think like. I don't know, there is a charm to everything in the movie that I think is just what makes it so good. That's like the Sam Raimi in... I mean, it is, yeah, Sam Raimi in anything. He's the artist Why is this so charming? Yeah. Like, he can use camp to an extent that makes it just so beautiful. Like, most of his movies that rely on that, like, camp just, Mm -hmm. like, become instant... Mm -hmm. Army of Darkness. Yeah. I mean, honestly, all of the Evil Dead movies use it. Like, yeah. Yeah, the Evil Dead movies are fantastic. Yeah, I think a lot of it is really just like him and his direction too. Yeah. Like you look a lot at um, just like little things, like in, in Spider-Man Two, and they're sitting in the restaurant, and then just out of nowhere, he just absolutely like breaks through the window, and just like a full-on attack starts. And that's just definitely like there's not too much build-up. It's just kind of an instant shock. And the, it's those, like, little details that, like, most people wouldn't go for that I really think makes... Like, how many other comic yeah. movies can you think of where, like, action just starts absolutely out of nowhere, but then, like, 
you know, as soon as it's over and as soon as it began, you have a very, like, emotional, like, coda to it. And right. I think that's a very unique thing. Are you talking about, like, the scene where, he, like, Dr. Octopus throws the car through the window? Yeah. yeah. Like, what, one thing I really love about that scene is that, like, even though that scene doesn't really, like, make sense, because, like, he kind of, like, throws it at Peter Parker, even though he's supposed to, like, interrogate him. <laughs> and, like, the only way Peter can survive is being Spider-Man, which Dr. Octopus And then he chucks him at the brick wall. <laughs> yeah, but nobody, like, cares about that. And even though, like, people know about yeah. that, just because, like, it's... It's just so well done. You don't think about yeah. that when you're watching this scene. Exactly. Well, no, there are many movies yeah. where I'm just like, okay, that doesn't make sense, but not this one. Yeah, I'm going to say, there, yeah. There's a little... I don't think it's a negative, but there's a bit of, like, after watching the movie, I'm kind of like, mm, yeah, that, 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 that didn't make sense that much. But it's it's not a... You have to movie. really think about the, any of those movies. Well, I mean, the well okay, is, maybe is, Spider-Man 3 is a little bit easier to pick out. Uh, but you have to really, like, consider any of the scenes to pick out like oh well that didn't make quite much sense here it, you know it, it, most of them are pretty solid I think in terms of logic I also just want to talk about um, particularly like Green Goblin is interesting um, and Sa Sand Sandman's also very good um, the for the tr the when Sandman turns into Sandman even with that sequence is great yeah even with the like CGI like Capabilities that they had at the time, that scene is still phenomenal. It's still it's the emotion. 2005, six, 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 yeah. six. But yeah, I mean, Doc Ock for my money is still um, easily one of the best, if not the best, movies I've seen. Villains I've seen in a comic book movie. Yeah. Just very like intricate, very interesting. Um, it's yeah. really like the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde thing that they tr mm -hmm. that Sam Raimi tries to do in all three of the movies that really gets perfected. I there think it falls one. just shy of New Goblin. <laughs> it falls just shy of Rhino in Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. All Giamatti's Rhino, baby. Just, just a little shy of Malekith, the Dark Elf. <laughs> the, the dark oh right. Elf. Yeah, as cool as that as cool as that action scene is, right at the beginning of Spider-Man Three with New Goblin and Spider-Man mm -hmm. flying through mm -hmm. the city. Honestly, think that there. think that action scene is awesome, but like the motivation for it starting makes absolutely no <laughs> sense and the physics behind it also I, makes I personally no sense. Like it looks the, cool but like I, just I, I like the teleporting nowhere. butler <laughs> the, it, just how he keeps popping up yes Harry uh, you forgot I wasn't in the first two movies that, however I nearly uh, walked out of the movie at that point when he's like I was cleaning the blood off your father's blade or whatever your father his, the, the, the like glider was from his own hand I'm like no no this is this is I would have loved if they had Harry go now you tell me. <laughs> I have amnesia, you, you jerk. Yeah, one, like, from from what you said about the fight, like, the CGI in that fight is kind of bad, but that's another thing with, with Sam Raimi movies, is that a lot of the fights, especially in the first and the third movie, have really bad CGI, but you don't... Well, no, you remember, like, for example, Green Goblin like, bombs so that good. explode and just, like, turn into people's skeletons. skeletons? Or, like, how Peter just Parker, like, on dodges the, on the, the board. shuriken thing? Yeah. Like, it's, it looks... Bad, but it's awesome at the same time. And that's like the, the beauty. Of I, I don't think I've ever seen a death scene so great in a comic book movie as the Green Goblin death, uh, where you uh, did you see that? Bad. Oh my god! When it just the the cut to him, and then the the cut to Spidey Spider Sense going up, cut to Green Goblin, and then you know you just keep cut 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 the glider coming in, and then there's a thing of the glider about to slam into him and then it just cuts back to the Green Goblin and you get a second of him going oh 
And then <laughs> slam. Yeah. It is the best. Are you a little bit Tom and Jerry? Like, a little bit too Tom and Jerry? That, and oh. I get like, it's Sam Raimi. It doesn't feel <laughs> off. But it's like it's still extreme cheese. I think that's oh, that's why I love it. It's I think so that that part comes down to personal taste. Like it fair, works, fair. works for the movie, but for me, I feel like Green Goblin. Like his motivation doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, he's crazy. He, yeah, back to the formula. Yeah, the, back to formula. But then like, he's an interesting villain because like the performance is yeah, so it's well over developed. the top. It doesn't. Yeah. But in terms of motivation and. I don't hate the suit, but I don't think it looks particularly scary. It's too plastic. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, and did, did you know what? They were originally going to do something more comic accurate. And, like, yeah, have like seen... prosthetics and stuff. Yeah. Seen that. The original designs were phenomenally cool. Yeah, I, I would have yeah. loved to see that. And, like, the old Alex Ross designs for the, uh, the suits were oh, yeah. so cool. Alex Ross, such a great... Yeah. As far as, far as comic book illustrations, I mean, just yeah. everything he does is incredible. Yeah, did he do Kingdom... Come or Kingdom, something or another. And the most recent work I've seen from Alex was he did um, black and white illustrations of all the Universal Classic mm. Monsters. Okay. Those were all really cool. Uh, for cool. their cinematic universe, right? Yeah, Dark, dark Universe. <laughs> dark Universe, ah, yeah. Moving we, on. We gotta, we, gotta, we gotta cover that cinematic universe. Ooh, yeah, that's gonna yeah. be one, one, all one of them. One hell of a yeah, podcast. Yeah. The first uh, and last entry. I think yeah. the Green Goblin is the weakest lead villain in a Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I, I specify <clears throat> Venom is not the lead villain. Yeah, Sandman. Sandman, uh, yes. Sandman's yeah. the lead villain. And I yeah. think Sandman is better than... Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. It, oh, wait, you, did you say in Sam Raimi? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were... I was yeah. like, Electro oh, is great. Love him. I'm like, <laughs> any, uh, anyone from Amazing Spider-Man? No, I said Sam Raimi. Okay. Yeah. Like, specifically. And, like, okay. once again, it's not... I'll, like, I'll let that pass. I'm not trying to rip on that movie, because... Like, I love the movie still, mm -hmm. and I think Green Goblin is amazing, like, the performance mm -hmm. is amazing. It's just that, like, Dr. Octopus is one of the best, like, comic book yeah. villains of all time. I wouldn't put it in, like, as my number one, but Green Goblin, he's, 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 he's up there. And, like, I think after watching, after watching the P, not watching, but even playing the PS4 mm -hmm. game, I think they do Dr. Octopus better in that. I really, I, mm. he's more real. In, in, the, in the game? Yeah, well, in yeah the game. that's because the game is, like, yeah. more real. Well, the so. game, yeah, the game takes a long time to make him... Ah, and that's the which, beauty of it. Yeah, it makes it good. I just, I love because once the turn happens, like, I know, like, you know you're playing, you're like, huh, Otto Octavius. Yeah. What do I know that? Robotic man? arms. But, yeah. like, the way that you slowly see how he, like, turns. Yeah. Because, like, you see Norman Osborn, like, you know, hitting down on him mm -hmm. throughout the game. You see him, like, like, scrounging around for just, like, you know, he's like, I'm <clears> losing <throat> the ability to control my own body. It makes yeah. sense by the end when he turns into the villain. I'm like, no, I totally understand. Which right. is my one problem with Doc Ock in the movie is that it's the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. Yeah. It's well done, but it's still... That never grabs me as much as, like, a villain that I get. I, I think Raimi like does have a lot of the problem of... Uh, or in all of the trilogy, like, all the movies in the trilogy, he has something that enters their mind and makes them crazy, which is what causes... Like, Green Goblin has the Green Gob Goblin formula... Uh, Doc Ock has the inhibitor mind chip. chip. Yeah, the mind inhibitor chip makes it work. No, uh, and then Sandman basically so goes off. Actually, not. Yeah, he, no, he, he's is the only doing, one that's doing, sane. And that's why he's good. Yeah. And he's then, and then Venom is Venom is. He Venom, didn't want to put Venom into the movie though. He, he I, didn't well, even I'm like the character. That. Yeah, I know. He said, "I don't understand it," and it shows. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta say that, like, about, coming back to Doctor Octopus, um, like. It's it, these are different takes. What makes it so special in the game is that, like in the beginning, he's nothing like the Spider-Man Two Doc Rock. He, he's kind of a loser, 
bad reference to Venom, but regardless, like he is he is kind of pathetic and miserable, and then after the turn happens, he becomes like the the badass, like the very intimidating, like super super powerful dog. Uh, you, dog. you pronounced fat ass wrong. Both of those actually. <laughs> But, like, in, in the Sam Raimi movies, there's a certain, certain beauty to it as well, mm -hmm. where he's just, like, from the beginning, this absolutely Shakespearean, like, with dealing with, like, mm -hmm. those, like, classic themes of, like, power and yeah. corruption. It's, like, it's cheese, but it's Sam Raimi cheese once right. again. Yeah, it's such a, like, it is such, like, a Greek tragedy. Just, like, every, like, the glass just blows up everywhere, and he's, like, ah, and then they have the hospital scene which is a which is a, a full-on horror that film. is just the evil yeah. oh yeah it's literally just the scene <laughs> down to the chainsaw down to the uh what's it the uh, dutch angle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can yes. talk about that's fantastic it's yeah. a fucking fantastic i love it it's how amazing. much better the uh and how we got the the best no of our mid-2000s from the, the uh no yeah, the, no. you, you mean Revenge of the no. Sith, right? Yeah, yeah. as opposed to Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> yeah. Another cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, we'll get into that later. <laughs> Another episode. The Rise of Skywalker is yeah. coming. Oh, God. Don't remind me. Uh, yeah, but... I do like how much Sam Raimi brings his small, like, cinema... Vi like mm -hmm. small cinema like go for broke vision to Spider-Man mm -hmm. which I think like at the end of the day that's what really separates it for me from the other ones is like here's a guy who in his first film The Evil Dead took him what because it three years to make because they had to go around and finance yeah, they it had a, they, had to, they had to keep getting they had to keep shooting too, and yeah. then finish and get money <laughs> and like the basement is in Marshall even though like the stuff they shot is like in a completely different part of Michigan and all, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and like even, like, in that movie, like, they have that shot where the POV of the evil dead, like, running through the window, and I talk about this all the time, how they... Yeah, they put it on a bar and... And if they didn't do it, because with a, with a film camera, obviously, you have to keep your eye up to the eyepiece the whole time or the light leaks and ruins the footage. So this guy literally would have killed himself by, like, pushing his own eye through his skull if that shot didn't work. And it's just that, like, go-for-broke attitude is so prevalent. I mean, even, like, Sam Raimi wanted to make a comic book movie for so long, and no one would let him. And so he literally wrote his own comic he, he and made, made a Dark movie. Man. He made Dark Man. He yeah. literally wrote his own comic and yeah. then made a movie off of it. I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, it's only a movie. Really, actually pretty fantastic. Yeah. Not amazing, but yeah. quite good. And You like, can see the threads start for it's no, Spider-Man. It's no Dark. Batman v Superman. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Martha! <laughs> it really bra it really like breaks that attitude. Well, I mean, but you can, you you can definitely see all those stylistic things start in Dark Man, and then continue on to Spider Man. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I I'm frankly I'm amazed that Sony, like especially the Sony we know now, I'm amazed that Sony ever let Sam Raimi touch the thing and have like auteur I mean control. they, they kind of did the same thing with Spider-Verse where they kind of just let them run off and do whatever they wanted yeah, to do Sony's an so interesting well, but we'll get to that yeah Sony's an interesting studio for a lot of reasons uh, like the big one is that um, they're like really controlling but then like every now and then they'll just like they'll like come out completely out of left field like the most recent example I can think of is they paid so much money 
like just upfront to let Quentin Tarantino make Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and yeah. then gave him so much creative control that he literally owns the copyright to his own film, which is yeah. so so rare. That hasn't yeah. happened like since the twenties, basically. It, 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 it's strange to me that that's the same company that gave Sam Raimi like total control for the first two Spider-Man movies, and then for the third Spider-Man movie. Even after the first two had performed wonderfully in the box office, and two well, performed less than one. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yes, it did. Well, which is well, weird, actually. Yeah, that, it, considering that it's heralded as like one of the best yeah. comedies. Well, that's why three made so much money it's because well, Venom was in it. So people yeah. like, Venom, but also two was so good. I think like. Yeah, actually, I guess it's not about how many people like the movie; it's about how many people nah, get the into the theater. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people forget, like nowadays, that Spider-Man was just an absolute phenomenon because oh, yeah. no one had ever seen like. Like this was yeah. this was the comic book movie that started what we know today as right. the comic trend. I mean, there I was, would argue that's X Men. Well, there is there is there is X Men. Yeah, yeah, X Men yeah, definitely like, got yeah. it off the ground. Yeah. Like, I don't disagree. Got with off that. the ground with Spider Man is the one like yeah you were saying. Yeah, it, it's the one that made people actually want to see. That's fair. I don't. I personally don't like the first X Men movie, but I think it's it wouldn't be fair to say that like it's yeah, not that's that first. movie that started off. Yeah, like the motion of yeah. the first X Men film. I don't think it's, it's very good, but it's very. I think it's yeah. super influential. I mean, mm -hmm. you obviously like you had other comic book movies before. I mean, like you had Bla the bit. The big one was Blade. Did Blade come before Spider Man? <laughs> Blade, Blade did. Blade <laughs> was in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. No, I, I, uh, trust me, I'm aware. I did not say Howard the Duck for a reason. Um, the draw looks his best. Film. That's a beautiful movie. But we, yeah, I mean, you had Blade kind of started it. X Men was the one where it was like, here, comic book movies don't have to be like super bloody and violent like they are in like comic books. Like they can mm -hmm. be more for like everybody. And then Spider Man really came in, and everyone just fell in love with it. And that was that was it. And also Spider Man yeah. Two had a very like interesting turnaround, if I'm not mistaken. Sp Spider Man at the time was uh, Marvel's were... biggest property too. Like it still is. Well, yeah, but yeah. it's like uh, in the <coughs> comics, uh, like. Marvel was going bankrupt at the time, and that's when they sold off the rights to Sony. And they said, like, you know, Sony, you can buy all of Marvel for like, you know, a couple hundred thousand more. And Sony said, no, no, we'll take Fantastic Four and Spider Man. And no, that's that was it. Fantastic Four was uh, Fox. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we'll take Spider Man, and that's it. And then Fox was like, okay, we'll take Fantastic Four and X Men. You can have the rest. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because it. Marvel. Kind of off topic, but like we have to say, it's Marvel did a great job of building all of the unknown IPs from the ground mm -hmm. in their like cinematic universe. Because they kind of had to. Yeah, they, did they didn't job. really have any other choice. Well, what what other unknowns aside from like Ant Man? Well, I mean Iron Man. Guardians of the Galaxy. Iron Man. Captain America. What? Yeah. Oh, what? No, if you use wait, Captain wait, wait. You, like, <laughs> did you just say that? I hope you're joking, right? No, no like, he was. He was. I actually with him. Putting him in the mainstream. Like, he's not like a mainstream what? hero. Yeah, he wasn't. He no. is now. That's the thing. He's the first Avenger. He is the Avenger. The, the Avengers he, were not a big team for the for the public eye. They were for for the comic book nerds. Yeah, they were. Absolutely. I think it's like it's. I, I kind of I think I fall kind of in the middle because it's like you'd have a hard time finding anyone who didn't know who Captain America was. Right. You'd have a hard, but you'd also have a very hard time finding someone who really knew who Captain America was. Yeah. He was just kind of like there, yeah. and I mean, like even after the first movie and like through the first Avengers, everyone was kind of just like he's there. It wasn't really until Winter Soldier that everyone yeah. took a big. I, I suppose I am slightly biased, like in my knowledge of it, because like I remember as a kid reading like Nick Fury and his Howling Commandos, and I'm guessing no one else our age. <laughs> No, no. Probably read that like five years old. Oh, like, yeah, we're getting too off topic. But lastly, yeah, like I want to I bring up that like they didn't start off with Captain America. They started off with Iron Man, who was considerably less known than Captain America. 
Yeah, you yes. can't not say Iron Man's. Iron Man was not no. even in a bottle. And also, one of the most was, famous arts. It was of all time a movie directed by John Favreau with like general audience. John uh, with Robert Downey Jr. in the main role after his career was just tanked. Yeah, yeah. like that movie was a risk. After his life just turned into less than zero. No, back, back to Spider Man. <laughs> Yeah, we'll touch on the MCU some other yeah. time. Because, like, the MCU, like, we will, we can't just not we'll, we'll touch, touch the MCU. It, yeah, yeah, during Homecoming. And no, like, Marvel. someday we will make a podcast on, like, something MCU. Like, yeah. We, we yeah. Have if the viewers well, at home today, want we're doing Homecoming and Perfect no. Moonlight. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah but that's yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. I think we're good on Sam Raimi, so. Yeah. 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 Before we move on, something that I have to point out, mm-hmm. um, last thing, is that, like, Sam Raimi movies are great in the world building, mm-hmm. and you can totally see it in the extras. Because, like, how crazy they are, and at the same time, it kind of encapsulates that Sam Raimi feel. And none of the Spider-Man movies either went for it, or mm-hmm. in the case of, like, the MCU could go for it. Like, right. like for example, when he's chasing the robbers, and the woman goes, like, go, Spidey, go! Or, like, <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah. Or, um, Mr. Ditkovich. <laughs> <laughs> Every then, little side, I You'll love... get your rent when you fix this damn door! I cannot <laughs> believe... Every... I love almost every single side. I have eyes, like, I <laughs> Or I, J. Jonah Jameson. Well, no, he's he's so good they brought him back in the MCU. I, I still, I, that is one of the best castings ever. Uh, the other one is Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. They they really should have just painted his face green instead of act. <laughs> go. I think he's good. But I think J. He J. Jonah Jameson is. Well, yeah, go. I know, but it, it, when they let him show his face, yeah. oh, he he already looks weird. <laughs> just let him go. <laughs> he's Green Goblin already. Um, but like the. Uh, yeah, I, I do like the world building. All the stuff that we didn't get to see in Raimi's version of Spider-Man 3. Uh, like yeah. Mysterio, Bruce Campbell. That would be... It would be funny, incredible. but I, I really... It, I oh, really come on. If they tied in... That they have in MCU. Uh, well, just because it's... Exist. Like, I think they, they could, can, yeah. Like, yeah, Spider-Man yeah. 2 and PS4 game both have Dr. Octopus. Sure. They're yeah. different takes, and both are, like, yeah. amazing. Yeah, so, you're right. I would like to see that take. It's interesting to bring up Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio, because going back to Green Goblin, like, I'm so used to, like, whenever I think of Willem Dafoe, like, my now my mind instantly goes to all the stuff he does with Lars von Trier, which is all yeah. very, like, stoic, depressing, yeah. like, yeah, or, like, just straight <laughs> brutal and bloody... Yeah. But, um, well, yeah, he cashes a paycheck every now and then and he goes back to his <laughs> art house stuff. He's yeah. a Florida project. Yeah. It's actually like, not bad. Yeah. It's not a great movie, yeah. but it's actually a good time. It's true. James yeah. One yeah. does his best to say that. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. Well, Will, Willem Dafoe and Aquaman is awesome. Sorry. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is such an over like over the top like performance, and I it's interesting to bring up Jake Gyllenhaal because the only other performance I can think of where I see an actor who I have such a like stoic image of them, and then to just see them go so insane was Jake Gyllenhaal and Okja, which I'm not sure if any of you have seen Okja, but uh, it's the Bong Joon-ho movie about the giant super pig that they're gonna slaughter and she has to like go and save it. Bong Joon-ho, the guy who made um, the host Snowpiercer yeah, yeah. Parasite, yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal, who I'm so used to seeing in like pretty serious roles, plays like... Enemy. N- yeah, he plays such a super over-the-top, like weird mustache, short shorts, like adventure hiking, like talks like this literally like the whole movie. And it's I think we have different images of Jake Gyllenhaal because I, I, I'm just watching nuts. him and I think Bubble Boy. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. I just, I, it's, so, it, it's so weird to see an actor like you have like such a like because I mean obviously when I think of Jake Gyllenhaal the first thing I go to is Nightcrawler mm-hmm. and so it's so yeah. interesting to just like see an actor who's so known for something like a cast so crazy. Yeah. 
I think of Zodiac, Zodiac first. Well, Donnie Darko. I still think of Zodiac. Zodiac. Well, I mean, I, mean, I, think, yeah, I also just like Zodiac a lot. I, th- I yeah. first think of Bubble Boy because my that's just how my brain works. Is huh, Bubble Boy, uh, and then it goes Good to Donnie Darko. With solid brain <laughs> yeah. yeah, you might want to get that one checked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's just uh, it, while I'm walking throughout the day, you'll just hear Bubble Boy come out of my mouth. Uh. Uh, yeah, please so, cut, cut that out of the podcast. Yeah. We're cutting out a lot of this. Stuff. <laughs> we're, cut, we're cutting out Alex and Post. Yeah, yeah. 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 keep the stuff where we say cut Alex and Post. We'll, think, we'll fix it in post. We'll, we'll leave that so they know okay. he was here. Yeah. All right, moving on to <laughs> so, Mark Webb. Yep. So we yeah. got Ooh. Sam Raimi overall, studio we, overall just we like killed it. Spider-Man three to the point where he refused to make Spider-Man four. The did IP he refuse hunt. or did they stop it? He didn't refuse. I know this history where Sam Raimi said, "Give me until 2012 and I will make Spider-Man 4. and Sony's like, "No, that's too long." Did so he they, already like plan the villain out? Yeah, he had, he had like he, yeah he had a planned so, yeah. script. He had everything ready and like they were going to go into production and stuff. And he said, "I need it until 2012." Sony said no, and they were like, we're going to reboot it instead. And then they asked, like, you know, they got his, something better. They got his blessing, sort of thing, you know, like where it's like, is it okay? And he's like, yeah, fine, reboot it, go ahead. So then they reboot it and released the reboot on 2012. So, oh, no, it's, right. it's so not like everything about that is it's Mark Webb. Here we go. No Here we go. Time. Yeah. Well, hey, at least his name matched Webb. Yeah, best, huh? best direction. No, honestly, that's yeah, I, I, that's I, the only thing that I, matches I'm with Spider-Man sure, in those movies. I'm pretty sure that's what the Sony heads went with. They went, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we had someone named Webb directed? Oh, and actually, that was how it happened. Mark Webb did just come off of 500 Days of Summer, which I don't know if you I guys like have seen. I like that movie. I really yeah. love that movie. It's, it's a good one. But <laughs> I don't know if you see, oh yeah, indie rock quirky comedy about, you know, like love, coming of age, all that. Yeah. Spider-Man director. Starring Robin from Batman Begins. Well, I oh, must say, I think it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Dark, Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, he's, not, know, he's never really like Robin in there. <laughs> like what you said about that is interesting because like we live in a day and age where like so many indie directors are being plucked for major productions. Mm-hmm. Like it's just insane. Every single one of the MonsterVerse movies has been a small director. Gareth Edwards going straight from Monsters to Godzilla. Jordan Voight Roberts going straight from uh, Kings of Summer and episodes of You're the Worst to Kong. Or whatever that awful movie was. King Kong. No, no, no. Kong, Kong, Kong Skull Island. Kong no. Skull Island. King Kong is actually. I liked that movie. I liked. I liked Wait, Kong Skull Island. Did you? Oh, just because. I mean, I didn't think it was a good movie, but I liked it. So it's your Aquaman. Yeah, yeah precisely. Say, but Aquaman's that's good. Fair. Uh, no, Aquaman actually has quality to it. Yeah. though. actually quality. All right, we'll get to Aquaman later. <laughs> but that, that, that's such a common thing. I mean, even they're gonna they, yeah, they're gonna pluck. Uh, Colin Trevorrow, well, Colin Trevorrow went straight to Jurassic World mm-hmm. from um, Safe and Not Guaranteed. Which so is that's actually So that's actually, like, a really common trend that we're experiencing now. And, uh, like, in a way, Sony was kind of ahead of the trend. And then, like, you see some of these movies that these indie directors make when they have a big budget. And you realize that because of their low quality, Sony was also ahead of the trend. And they made Amazing Spider-Man, and it was just not very good. From these examples, think, this trend usually doesn't end well, does it? I mean, it works in some cases, like... Um, I really think Gareth. Yeah, I that's think Gareth. But yeah, no, it's very similar. I think because well, it's an indie director going straight. That, like, he that's went straight because from, it like, started with utter shit, and so you could only go up. You can only yeah, go Ragnarok up from Dark is, World. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok is probably is one of the best MCU movies. movies. It's one of my yeah. favorite superhero movies. And I, I I'm very partial um, personally to the. I, I I respect that the characters aren't that great, and like the direction isn't super tight. It, but I'm and uh, I'm really 
a big fan of Gareth Edwards' Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I really like the dark tone the that he takes to it. Um, the, the really like the yeah, the, yeah, such an old fashioned like monster movie, like you know, with the the cutaways and the way he always has somewhere to put the camera. Like that's such an indie philosophy is like the idea of like. And then Gareth Edwards is the only director I know that's like never put a camera anywhere that couldn't normally go, so we're never going to have a weird aerial shot. It's always going to be from the top of the hotel. The Pacific Rim. Well, yeah, I was going to say, the Pacific Rim Guillermo director. But, yeah, Guillermo del Toro had the same philosophy of, like, he, it, he always needed a physical yeah. style of camera shooting, and that's what made it feel good because mm-hmm. it felt grounded. Yeah. And then Pacific Rim 2 was utter shit because they were like, what if we had it floating a meter away? Yeah, and there's a lot with Pacific Rim, too. But, yeah, Guillermo del Toro is another person yeah. who, I mean, he comes from such such indie roots. And he, and he's also interesting because he works very much on a one-for-you, one-for-me philosophy. <laughs> Me goes and he makes Blade 2, which is, first of all, a very good movie, but also just, like, such a big budget, like, the bloodiest action comic book spectacle you'll ever see. And then he takes that money and goes straight into making Pan's Labyrinth. I'm saying, yeah, so I he's, he's just su- he's such an indie director at heart. Yeah, I mean, like even like Shape of Water, personal collection. Yeah, for me, he was ruined with personal like, with quotes. My, my opinion of him was <laughs> Shape of Water destroyed when he released Shape of Water because I really don't like that. Well, well, that's just when we I found out he had a monster fetish. That's well, no, I, ju- I just the reason I don't like it. I mean, once again, off topic. It's pure Oscar bait and nothing yeah. much else. I highly disagree with that. I don't think you can call a movie where a woman has sex with a fish Oscar bait. Yeah, I just really don't. It's a, di- a different kind of bait. Maybe there, jail yeah. bait. Uh, there's oh there's so much. You, well, look. Here's the thing. Um, I haven't seen it. Total so. total number of fantasy movies which have won the Oscar for Best Picture too. One of them was Return of the King, which was openly admitted by the Academy as a trilogy Oscar in recognition of the monumental achievement that was the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Shape of Water is the only other fantasy movie to have won this award. It's quite violent. It's very bizarre. Um, there's a lot of very uncomfortable undertones. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree with that. It's just it's a it's a movie that I don't think you can call it straight Oscar bait. I admit it's more Oscar baity than say like a Pan's Labyrinth well, that movie or something along those lines. Like, and just like the, the perfect it, it felt too indie fantastic. fantastic. I, I well, no, I mean I can I can explain why I think Shape of Water is pure Oscar bait, but like I'll okay. pull a bitch move, and I don't think I will because that's off topic. Not everybody has even seen it. So. so I think it's because none of us want to talk about Amazing Spider-Man. That is very fair. <laughs> That's why we've been di- digressing for well, so long. Well, let's dive in. Andrew yeah. Garfield. <sighs> it exists. It's bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to I touch a little bit on it because I do think... <laughs> yeah, I want to touch it by punching it. <laughs> it's I, I the only touch I want to give it. Or kicking. That's I, I will say... I'm trying to think of... Po- I'm actually digging right now mentally. Paul Giamatti. Oh, 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 I, oh I, I have one positive. I do think... Well, still Chemistry not... Chemistry is very good between the two. Yeah, between the two leads. I, I do think uh, Mark Webb is a great director when it comes to, like... Obviously, everyone said this thing. Like, you know, the romance stuff. He did Fighters mm-hmm. and all that. But I do think, like, the two leads have pretty good chemistry. Well, yeah, they were dating at the time. They were dating yeah. at the time, but also, like... My one problem with it is they're kind of too cutesy, I guess. It's not... The one thing I love in the new Spider-Man movies is like MJ and Peter, like uh, awkward, like what what is what's her name? Zendaya and like I Tom. I can't stand. I the two of them. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah we'll get to it. But like, it feels like two high schoolers kind of like you know trying to like talk to each other, but they're also nervous. 
This one, it's a little too cutesy, where it's like... Yeah, I can't mm. stand the stupid, the, the what's it called? Stut- like, the kind of stutter talk <laughs> thing. They're like, oh, yes, all kids talk... Shut up. what, this movie? Yeah, in Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, everyone talks like Sam Witwicky when he's getting a vision in Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. I think they all they told them all to watch One Flew Over the Cuckoos and said, Billy Bippet, that's who you want. Go with Billy McMurphy. I think I think Andrew Garfield came to set with a hangover every day. Every literally every day. Literally every day because like there's that one scene in Amazing Spider-Man 2 where he's talking to Harry Osborne. He's not even looking at him during the whole conversation. They're walking down the pier and he's like, That's a question. That's a question. And he like goes over the right. He's not looking at him. I'm like, this isn't how people talk. I don't know what they've done to Andrew Garfield because like this man is a really good actor in general. Like he was great in Silence. He's the best actor out of all the Spider-Man. He was great in Silence. He was great in Hacksaw Ridge. Amazing Spider-Man did to Andrew Garfield what Twilight did to Robert Pattinson. Well, I can agree with that. Well, yeah, but like, Andrew Garfield's like, I don't think he it cared made us about all go, that. Oh, he's a shit the actor. Only, the, only, the only times in those movies when he's good is when he's interacting as if he's in love with Gwen Stacy. Not when he's like stalking her, because that's just creepy. <laughs> oh, wait, that, that's Amazing Spider-Man 2. We'll get yeah. there. But like, like their chemistry, their chemistry is, is yeah, legitimately like, good. And to be fair, like, to die. what you said, that like, they are like not acting like high school kids. Like I think they ruined the character of Peter Parker. Well, so is Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And, uh, Tobey Maguire feels more uh, like a high schooler. What's her name again? I can agree with that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but like the thing about like Andrew Garfield is like they already, in my opinion, kind of ruined the Peter Parker character by making him like a cool like guy who like skates yeah. to class and all that. For that guy, it makes sense to be interacting with his girlfriend like that. I For guess, Peter but it's Parker, not it's Spider-Man. It doesn't it's not Spider-Man. Like well, yeah, that's the biggest issue yeah. with the Mark Webb Spider-Man movies. That, that it's shit. <laughs> well, and that. <laughs> Let's talk about the action. So. Yeah. Okay, well, um, before we move on, I would like, before we just absolutely tear these movies to shreds, because they totally deserve it, um, I would like to say one positive thing about it, which is I think Spider-Man is more Spider-Man in this than Spider-Man was in the Sam Raimi movies. He's more jokey, he's more, more, more yeah, quippy, like all those kinds of things. And like, is he a good Spider-Man? Absolutely not, but Actually, I think it was yeah. kind of a step more towards the direction, and I we ended up with like a Tom Holland and yeah. Miles Morales and Spider-Verse. Yeah. And I think that because we had these movies, Sony was like able to make that progression, which I think is... I can maybe, see that. Maybe not a compliment said, to like, ooh, Amazing Spider-Man this itself, way. but... Like, <laughs> I, will, I will put it like that. I, at first, I just wanted to like jump at you and like start killing you right here. But, but, <laughs> this is honestly. the best Spider-Man I've seen. <laughs> but no, like... But there's absolutely not. Toby, Toby, Toby McGuire is... Uh, a very good Peter Parker, as I said. He, even though he's yeah. old, he feels like a loser. But specifically, I can see why I he's not a good see, I feel so bad for yeah. Toby Maguire. I don't see right Toby Maguire as Peter Parker that right. much. Like, he's a good take on it. But I, he's a good. But no, like what, what I was gonna say is that Andrew Garfield is not in the first one. I guess in the second one, there's a lot of bad. But he does kind of like when he's not like letting people die when he's quipping. Mm-hmm. Like at other times, <laughs> he is. Yeah. He does look good in that suit, and like the energy is there. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, think I, that like I would say that I think Tobey Maguire. I know people disagree with me. I think Tobey Maguire is a better Peter Parker, and that Andrew Garfield's a better Spider-Man. That all all around, I, I think, think that Tobey Maguire is the better performer. I do think Andrew yeah, Garfield. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, one, that's not I, I, I think I, I think really the, the the key to Spider-Man's quipping that like Amazing Spider-Man doesn't get right is 
uh, that Spider-Man's quipping in like the comics and stuff, what makes it so good is a lot of like the same humor as Ellen DeGeneres almost. It's almost he's making fun of himself throughout the fight. It's also a lot of like releasing tension. Yeah, it, it's releasing like, tension. It's not, it's not him trying to assert his dominance and authority over... <laughs> he should have just been T-posing like, at yeah, like... Yeah, precisely, places. yeah. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm better than you. That's not what but it is. Actually, if we're going to talk about quipping, like, once again, can we go back to the scene where, like, like the rhino fight where he's just quipping <laughs> in the face of rhino while people around him are, like, dying, literally, <laughs> in car crashes? Like, like that's uh, not Spider-Man. That's not Spider-Man. No, Spider that's not. There's yeah. one scene that is, is um, I think people have, like, talked about this one, but it's the one where um, the kid is getting picked on. Spider-Man jumps down, like, saves the kid and, like, fixes the pinwheel. He's like, come on, kid. Let's go. We'll get you home. And I'm like, that's Spider-Man. That, that's I one guess. scene. You, you got that right that's there. Good, yeah. so literally, the guy from Kick-Ass feels more like Spider-Man than Andrew Garfield. Honestly, Rain Wilson's super feels more <laughs> like Spider-Man. Marlon Brando in Godfather feels more like Spider-Man than Andrew Garfield. But it's, again, not Sp not Andrew Garfield's fault. I think it's the studio. It's the writer. It's, yeah. Writing is awful. I think Andrew Garfield could be a great Spider-Man. Do you think they wrote in the stutters? Do you think, do you think they, they put S dash 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 S dash 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 S? Spider-Man. You know, I really cannot tell you how they possibly came to the conclusion that that would be a good idea. The only thing I can tell you is that whoever ultimately made the decision on that probably shouldn't quit their day job. They just, they just brought in, I think, they, when they were, had the extra people bring in coffee, they just the guy always put in a double shot of espresso. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> they had a PA walking around with coffee, like, they're just abusing this PA. He yeah. gets, like, two hours of sleep a night. He's on, like, five shots of espresso. It's like, they're fine, walking, I'm putting like, cocaine in this. Fuck yeah, you. They're like, hey, can you take out the trash? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 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 I can do, uh, yeah, 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 I'll, uh, the, the trash, the trash, trash, yeah, 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 okay, okay. I, I feel bad for everyone involved because, again, I, I think Mark Webb's a good director. <laughs> I think Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are great actors. Wow, that was not a word. Great actors. Actor. And they are. They are. They're they great are. actors. Yes, both of them. And I'm not going to say the writing team's good because Alex Kurtman, or whatever, Kurtzman. Oh, <laughs> he why do wrote I know that name? What, what else did he do? Oh, he did The Mummy. Oh. He wrote Star wait, Trek wait, which Mummy? Which one do you think? <laughs> you have three tries. <laughs> Yeah, you got the 1939. Yeah, this just makes me sad. Yeah, the, Honestly, if they re-released the 1932 Mummy and just, like, colored it and made it, like, look mm. like those awful colorized movies from the 30s, I still would have rather have seen that than the Tom Cruise Mummy. I, I would rather so watch the Shirley <laughs> Temple collection than watch Amazing Spider-Man, just back-to-back. -back. The only the only good thing that came Eyes out of open, uh, like Tom Cruise Mummy movie is the trailer without the oh, music. Oh, that trailer is cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is, like, the only good thing out of that movie. Well, and, and Tom Cruise was hot, so... Yeah, Tom Cruise. Uh, that's a given, though. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, the flashlight that had, like, four lights on it. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> when, when I watched The Mummy, I literally, I kept leaning over to the person I was watching and was saying, Tom Cruise is trying to screw that mummy. And they're, they keep going, he's not going to screw and the he mummy. Did, and, and he did. And he screws the mummy. And I'm like, I told you. The, the sexual tension between him and a mummy. What? <laughs> 
All right, so, so back, back to Amazing Spider-Man. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, so okay. It, makes, it brings me pain. Final thoughts on Amazing Spider-Man? It sucks. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think no. to add anything positive. Yeah, Electro is easily the most sympathetic character in both of those films. In literature. No, I didn't. He is, he's, easily, he's easily the most sympathetic character. And Frankenstein's monster, number two. Yeah. Number one, Electro. Electro. Um, the writing team does him absolutely no favors in that regard. I well, Let me rephrase. Electro had the potential to be the most sympathetic character in those movies if I they had actually written him. Honestly, Lizard is any, a little more yeah, sympathetic. Any character can be sympathetic, especially yeah. if, like in the Spider-Man mythos, every villain has... Because well, like, that's like, how they're designed like, to, be yeah, to be sympathetic. Yeah, but yeah, they're all like the working, like the working class people who are like yeah, work their way up to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have like the scene where like Electro is like yeah. singing "Happy Birthday" to himself because like no one's oh, there for laughing. him, and, and, then, he, and then he like falls into the electric eel tank, and I was like, man, you know, I've had to sing "Happy Birthday" to myself. Okay, if that's I saw it in a Sam Raimi like, movie, I would say it's too much. Here, it was even. More I sing "Happy Birthday" to myself every night, but. I... Well, I don't go swan do diving into eel tanks. That's just Alex. Well, that's just because you don't have an eel tank. Yeah, precisely. If I did, I'd, whew, Actually, I'd be we, in there. I forgot one thing we didn't touch on before we move on. The what? last thing, the very important, the villains. We gotta talk about the villains. No, we don't. Oh, oh wait, we forgot. We yeah, gotta talk about Venom. Oh, Venom's in the Spider-Man yeah, universe. we gotta talk about Venom, guys. <laughs> no, we don't. We'll, we'll cap off with Venom. <laughs> yeah. Venom Honestly, like I'd rather cap off on a high note. Yeah. Okay. okay, Venom existed. It was bad. It did everyone a disservice. In Tom Hardy is amazing. I love Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's not amazing in Tom that. Hardy can do no wrong. I wish that was true. I've seen I wish Venom. that was true. I can't unsee it. <laughs> Tom Hardy's performance in Venom is easily the best part of the film. Yeah, it's and the, the it's worst the only, part of his it's career. It's the only good part of the film. <laughs> yeah, there, there. I will say, in in defense to Venom, there are a couple lines in the movie that are funny enough to make me wish like that you. the film had actually been made. You're a loser, Eddie. It's not a movie. It's it's a you movie know, that I kind of like this plan. It's a it's a movie that had enough little bits and pieces of potentially interesting things that I wish it had. None of it none of it was interesting. It's the movie. It, it's <laughs> so was, none of it was interesting, but it had enough potential to be interesting that I wish it okay, had. So it, it's the movie story. upgrade, but done poorly. Yeah, with an extra yeah, hundred and ninety-five dollars, million dollars. This very year, this semester, the three of us started watching this movie. We all went to bed before at, at yeah. that point. We bought I pizza. saw it in the theater, so I didn't have that option. We I, I, I literally, I literally had a headache, and eating Burger King made me feel better. <laughs> That's the best review I've heard. I, I went with a group of people, and each one of them loved it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I have that one friend in the university who absolutely like loves that movie. I admit it. Oh, like the, the proper. I mean, I have that one friend that is named after the movie. <laughs> Venom? Yes. Wait, what? Because they love it. They, they what? They love. They unironically love it. <laughs> oh, I can't wrap his mind around the idea that someone enjoys this film. I will like, say how? it's better than the Mark Webb movies. Yeah. And, and, and I'm willing to talk about this because I know sure. those same people are the same people who will never listen to this podcast. It's like I don't. <laughs> like it's like it's. I can't say they're more enjoyable because just like I didn't enjoy either. So I think we can I all agree risk. that Venom is phenomenal. So well, now that we've had that sorted yeah. out, let's move on to I think what everyone wants to talk about. Which I yeah. think it is the best Spider Verse movie. Series. <laughs> the best Spider Verse. Oh, movie I, I agree. It's the best Spider Verse movie made. No, the best Spider. Okay, I apologize. The best Spider Man. All right, movie. let's go around. Who thinks it's the best Spider Man movie? Oleg. Oleg, yes. Alex, no. 
Andrew, yes. Einish, yes. Okay. That's going to be rough. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. All right, Alex, bend over. Sorry, Alex. Yeah. Cut out. Okay, <laughs> and Alex, I'm going to guess, <laughs> that, you, I'm going to guess that you think the best Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man 2? Or Spider-Man 1. Oh, it's... I think, okay. It's between two and one for me, just yeah, because of Willem Dafoe. Okay, who would, who, I mean, who among Oleg, Einish, and I would say that Spider-Man 2 is probably the second best Spider-Man movie? I would. Yeah, Oleg, I would yes. too. Okay, well, okay, so we're pretty well in agreement okay. then, as far as most things are concerned. Yeah, I mean, um, like, personally, I mean, like, Far From Home more, but I think Spider-Man 2 is a better movie, and the movie I'd watch over... That is fair. Yeah. I would definitely, yeah. Honestly, I think... Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be extremely hard for me to argue, because I... I I'm, Allow I, me to crack my knuckles. Uh, I think most of my stuff are just stylistic things that I dislike, and I I, I think it's well made. And I think a lot of yeah, <laughs> I'm just hearing <laughs> cracking no, knuckles. Like, to be fair, I finish yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I think it's very well made. I think a lot of good thought went into it. I just don't like it. So, okay, well, yeah. I have basically no arguments. So I. Let's talk about what we like. No valid arguments. I have no okay. negatives for this movie. I will say, I think there is, the one like best criticism that I've heard for Spider-Verse is that as, you know, I mean, and this is just an obvious one, but as a family-friendly mm -hmm. um, superhero film, it's somewhat predictable. It's not nearly yeah. as predictable as, uh, say, yeah, Big Hero 6, where <laughs> I literally sat down and yeah. within three minutes, I could have written the entire plot mm -hmm. of the film on a sheet of paper. Um, that's really, like, about all I can bring against Spider-Verse. I mean, stylistically, it's so unique. Mm -hmm. um, it's It'll really cool how they pulled up. Yeah, because it, 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 I mean, it just looks like a comic book, and, like, as it's long as you be very comics. unique up until Spider-Verse 2 comes out. And, then, and that'll well, be that is half as unique. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little curious for Spider-Verse 2 because they have one of the guys who worked on Avatar and Legend of Korra. Wait. The Last Airbender. Avatar. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Sure. Av you know, like Avatar, the the Last Airbender movie. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. good. And the Korra video game that no one played. That's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. Apparently. Of course it is. I'm guessing it's a fighting game. Right. By Bandai Namco. Okay, let's let's skip, skip that. I don't know. But Spider Verse is just a it's just a very good film. Um, it hits a lot of the emotional beats. I think I've talked about this with like Einish in particular, but I think Phil Lord and Chris Miller single-handedly saved pop culture in the 2010s. Mm -hmm. um, because with... Phil Lord's What? Yeah. Okay, well, so, I, I don't well, know. Cut, cut this out. I'm about to strangle Alex. Yeah. Uh, with 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street, they sa helped save the meta-comedy, which is like, with like movies like Deadpool is kind of being drilled into the ground. With movies like Lego Movie, they literally took movies that were supposed to be about Wait, you don't toys. like Lego Movie? No. Okay, I we'll think get, Lego Movie is fantastic. We'll get into that later. Masterpiece. With Lego Movie, they yeah, took um, movies that are made for toys and made them completely imaginative, unique, and original, which is just almost unheard of. And then with Spider-Verse, they took superhero films, easily probably the most stale genre of the 2010s by that point, mm -hmm. and like completely reinvigorated and it. And made, in my opinion, the best film of this decade. Not film, sorry. Best superhero film of this decade. I think I'll agree with that. I have to think about it more. Yeah, I'm thinking but, 2010s like, to now, and I'm like, but like, yeah, is the best. Justice League did come out. Yeah, you're right. Decades. And Venom, we I mean, just talked about oh, and Suicide Squad. <laughs> Spider Verse is by far my top one, like not even close. My top one movie of 2018. Oh yeah. I don't even know what came out in 2018. It's my top. Green Book. <laughs> oh, oh, in that case, uh, Vice, <laughs> Vice came out. I think I had one movie that I thought was better in 2018, but all oh yeah, it was Roma. Roma was the one film I thought I, I, I liked. Roma. I, don't think it's I, I mean, it's it's very good. Yeah. Like when I say I like that, it's not 
it's not just in a movie. Like I think it's mm -hmm. very good. Like I will I will say I think it's close, but the fact that I'm saying that a film is close, like to, to not quite as good, but close to a, a movie like Roma, I think like, says a Spider Verse has just done so much, like culturally, honestly, that like I just appreciate that a lot. And I mean, it's it's also just a blast. Okay, I'm sorry, but Mandy came out in uh, 2018. Nope, sorry. No, no, no. How stylistically cool. So like, yeah. Oh, American Animals. Didn't see, didn't see it. I think we oh, it was really good. Yeah, let's actually stay on top. Yeah, I know, but I'm sorry. Yeah, like, It's not my top of 20. Well, it's not um, my top at all. Three things that I really appreciate. Okay, so whatever. The things that I really appreciate about Spider-Verse in particular are, A, the way they handle the villains, because mm -hmm. all the villains are either provided with a very good motivation, which is like empathetic, or if they're not, because there there are a lot of side villains in that movie, they just are either like subversive enough, like the lady, like Doc Ock, mm -hmm. or badass enough to look cool, like the Green Goblin, to just pull. You forgot about a Prowler. He's also well developed. Well, no, he's. I said developed. You forgot Prowler. About oh, yeah, I, don't well, I, I didn't mention Prowler. King Sorry, either. Sorry. Sorry. What about the Scorpion? Yeah, he looked, he was, he's one of the ones who, like, even compared cool. to, like, his I don't think he look, looked cool. He looked this, the same way he looked in the Marvel, like, PS4 game, and both of those looks fucking slap. Amazing, in my opinion. And you don't, like, or... No, I do. I, 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 I just saw the... I thought you looked no, like no. a schmuck. No, I think they're pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, one, one more thing that I, I really like about Spider-Verse is, uh, from a financial perspective, it like it was the perfect movie to make for for a big studio because it not only it creates a potential for an actually good like cinematic universe, brings in a lot of characters and potential for selling toys. Which and you have the animators about. that worked on the Emoji movie, who have finally yeah. a good movie on the resume. I'm and so I also want to point this. out that they advertised a lot of comics without spoiling anything like i'm gonna just as an example i'm gonna use one spoiler from a great comic book series about like spider gwen mm. absolutely recommend oh yeah 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 no, like they the literally one. show uh the scene where mm -hmm. she accidentally kills peter parker aka the lizard without revealing that it is peter parker yeah. or wants. that he's the lizard or, well yeah, yeah and like I, I, I just do say, I lost someone i cared about i do appreciate too the way she's looking at him throughout the whole movie mm -hmm. is like her lost friend that she mm -hmm. accidentally killed. Yeah, and like there yeah. are a lot of just yeah. moments, Easter egg signs in there like that, mm -hmm. that the fans will absolutely appreciate, and that advertise the comics. I'm a big Spider-Man fan, like, so with being very respectful, with being very respectful to the source material, <laughs> like getting it right and not spoiling it is just something that I appreciate to an insane degree. I am terrified, terrified of one thing you said in there, which is setting up a cinematic universe. Because I am terrified. It does. It, it I, does I know. That. As but long as Phil Lord and Chris Miller stay on, I, I, I think you know. I, no, but there's I, potential for a like from this movie. You could make a great oh, yeah. sequel. No problem. You could make a great sequel, but I I'm just worried that they're going to, that Sony is going to do what what DC is doing with Joker, where they take just the wrong message from it and yeah. go ah. So what you're saying is we should make a thousand different versions of Spider-Man. <laughs> Well, I would put That's it like that. possible, but the, I will it say I'm, a, I'm afraid. It is unfortunate, but like the film is called Spider Verse. Yeah, like being afraid of I'm afraid. being afraid of a movie being shit is not like a justification for not making the movie in the first place. And, and, and it's not going to ruin Spider. -verse. I'm afraid of the yeah. mentalities it can make. Spider Verse is not Joker. It's not like yeah. Spider Verse is not supposed to have a sequel in concept. Right. You very much could make. Yeah. It no. No. 
I'm not saying it makes a movie bad. I'm I'm saying just as a general well, statement. No, Joker should I'm not afraid. have a sequel, but that's off topic. Yeah, no. Yeah. Todd Phillips needs money. L- luckily, <laughs> luckily, Riddler, Catwoman, and The Penguin are all getting their solo films. So. All right. You want to say something? Yeah, I just want to go off uh, what Oleg said, which is that like so often, like just in in the history in the history of cinema too, like. The prospect of a sequel is more of a scare than like an excitement, just just in general. I mean, we we like to think of it in modern days, but like I can tell you as a huge fan of like the Universal classic monsters of the '30s and '40s, like they beat those IP into the freaking ground. They're like six feet under. They just they six just feet. absolutely More like sixty gra- feet. How about American Psycho two? Why did we need this? I know, and they are like a, <laughs> you know a shot for shot remake of Psycho from Gus Van Sant. Like Vince Vaughn? Like, yeah, with Vince Vaughn. Like, <laughs> it's just it's such a scare. It's so <laughs> rare and so cool to see a movie that's like I'm gonna have a sequel, and you just sit back and think yes, please. Yeah, it's, I just I, and it's, it's just it's so rare to have that. I want to touch on the characters, like the protagonists of like all this because I feel like. Honestly, out of the six of them, I think five of them have really good arcs. Or four, no, four of them, like, pack okay, down. Spider-M does not have an arc. That's, yeah, that's no. one. But he served mm-hmm. the purpose of being comedic relief. That did not annoy me, and I actually laughed. That, that is fair. And the mm-hmm. jokes about, like, classic, like, Warner Brothers kind of animation, Looney Tunes sort of stuff, like, just the jokes that he had like that were, like... I was thinking anime, Spider, like, Spider-Girl didn't have an arc either. She didn't have a very strong arc, but she had enough of arc where it's like, my father built this robot, the robot died, she's good. Like, there three that's arcs. Arc. That's not an arc, it was but, like... Sp- it was, uh, Peter B. Parker, it was Miles, and it was Gwen. Yes. I would say Spider-Man Spider- Noir had some sort of an arc. arc? Where, yeah, what's yeah, his yeah. arc? Well, his arc is about, like, he's, like, so unemotional and all that. And, like, accepting gets, friends. Yeah. And that is cheesy for a kid's movie, but, like, it's, it's an arc. Spider-Man Noir played by Nicholas Cage. That is, like, the best cast- casting choice ever made in the history of, like, the universe, I just want to say. So, yeah, I think out of the six, I was a bit incorrect when I said five of good arcs. I think what I meant to say is I really love, like, all six of these characters. Oh yeah, that's fair. I love all six of them, and three of them have very good arcs. Mm-hmm. Peter B. Parker's Spider arc. Is Spider Pig annoying? I don't. I didn't I think like him. I I was going to think he's annoying. He's there kind wasn't of... too much of him. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was pretty. Yeah, that, that, I'm glad for that. Yeah, and then like the, also the cool thing is that like what we talked about about the animation style. Mm-hmm. One thing that animation doesn't get enough credit for because there's so many bad animated movies is the fact that you can literally do anything. As long as you the have the ima- as long as you have the imagination for it, it wasn't um, if I'm not mistaken, Spider Pig was 12 frames a second. Yeah, yeah. rather than the, or was well, it the anime? I, I know that I think both of them. I know that uh, like both of them were a different frame rate. Which I know was, they did miles and half the frame rate originally, it, it, like for the first half, and then once yeah. he comes into it, he gets to full frame rate. Which like, really that's works. A nice yeah, and no, that's the movie like looks beautiful. Yeah, really. and that's such a good thing. Like again, I think a lot of that's like Phil Lord, Chris Miller. You look at the Lego movie. There's even even though the scenes are CGI, there's thumbprints on the Legos, like they were constructed by people. That, like, is so unnecessary. And like Pixar does the same thing. Or like, the lighting, where it looks like actual sunlight. Yeah, yeah and like just... I love how it blurs. Like the blurs in Spider Verse are just like the different like spacings between like the circles and stuff like that. It's just so unique and so cool. Um, it was a style when I saw the trailer, I hated it and did not want to see it. And mm-hmm. when the movie came out, I was blown away. I didn't see it for, uh, did it come out last year? Yeah. 2018. I, I, I believe I saw it this year. 
like after the school year started, I watched. Like, it. I mean, when I when I saw the ads, I already knew I was gonna see it. I I, 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 I saw, saw the ads. Theaters, and I'm I think like, three I times. Like, going I, nowhere. Near and I this. never see a movie more than once in theaters, let alone twice, let alone three times. Like that movie, I went back. Like I think I can count on one hand how many movies I've seen twice in a theater, and this hit like True. three, and it was. True. Yeah, that's very fair. This is definitely a movie you can watch more than once and I think a lot of that is just like for a lot of different reasons one it's there's a lot you can pick up on mm -hmm. especially in terms of like stylistically two I think it's just remarkably entertaining it's very funny the action is really fluid oh, yeah. which is so rare um, for any movie let alone, let alone an animated film oh, yeah. the music the is wonderful the soundtrack is fantastic What's up, that scene I was oh, I, I will man. say for, as, as someone who does both 3D and 2D animation myself uh, I can really appreciate everything they did with that. Of like, I I think if I'm correct, they did uh, 3D, 3D animation first, and then drew on top of it. Oh, that that was done really well because yeah. it it gets around the issues of 2D, which is it's really hard to visualize in your head how the thing is going to move from frame to frame, and it gets around the 2D thing or the 3D problem of okay, everything looks really stiff because we have a 3D model that can only move in like a realistic way. So like almost every 3D anime ends up looking like dog shit because it, it because you know everybody's face is, is locked in a permanent uh just scowl or just blank face you know so you're you're like okay I wish more studios blended the 2D and 3D like it it honestly well it's because it does double your work it's double you have the work. to animate it in 3D then it's, you have to animate it in 2D money. it's double the work so, and double the time cost 90 million. Which sounds like a lot, but considering animated no, movies, not. that's not no. a lot. No, if you, not if you, at all. If you, I mean, you, you think about how much work, money you double the money, you double the time. Yeah. You think about that's... how much money they spend to make like live action movies with CGI, and then you think about the Why? fact that these, yeah, but <laughs> or, like even movie. even like Mar Marvel, like even Marvel movies, how much like CGI, like the budget yeah. has to be to get all that in, and then you think about the fact that these are movies that are made like entirely with CGI. Yeah. So then, ninety like, million is a lot. For this, yeah. ninety million is a lot. Um, they I will say, money's worth. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't think I've seen a movie make better use of its budget, like yeah. a large, a large budget movie. I mean, obviously, like indie movies, like I don't you think see all the time. Dollar but, like, yeah. yeah, this is this is a ninety million dollar movie that, like, for reference, Secret Life of Pets costs eighty million. Oh, God. I actually saw that. Secret, so sorry, Secret Life of Pets two cost eighty million. So throw an extra ten million, and you've got Spider. Man. Yeah, yeah, you can like, see the ten million. <laughs> yeah, and like you say, like you double the effort, you double, like you double the money, you double the time, and like also you double the effort. Well, yeah, like I, guess, I guess they double the time, but not the effort. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's such well, a yeah, Secret Life oh, of Secret, I just thought you meant for the first Spider Verse. They double the double the money, double the time. In that sense, they totally. I also want to say, like I did not like Miles Morales in the comics as much. Like, at least the early comics. You mean in Ultimate Spider-Man? Sure, yeah. Like, it's... He definitely grows more of an initial... No, he you know, in this movie, he's yeah. fantastic. Like, off I the agree. bat, I'm like, I love this character. I want to see what happens. I want to see his, like, development. Mm -hmm. In the comics, he very much just feels like <laughs> minority Spider-Man, where they're like, you know... Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Like Off the bat, but then they evolve him later they on. They definitely do more, and I think, like, what really makes Miles stand out in the film is that like I think I think first of all I just think it's really cool to have like a character that like very much feels like they're part of like like he really feels like he is part of like I, I mean I'm white I have no idea what the African-American experience is like I never will 
but it like really kind of feels like they really wanted to make sure that it was authentic. Yeah. It was real. And you see so many movies like I mean we talked about Green Book, who was who just like who's just like a white person sitting down and saying, oh, no, I'm going to write on the head baby. Yeah, they're like, I'm going to sit down and write what I think the African American experience is and not really like actually yeah, know what it is. And this this movie really felt like it cared. And I yeah. I hate it like it's so frustrating when like it's so obvious that they're using a minority group for cash and not to be like honest oh, yeah. and genuine. As someone who had to write a paper on Green Book for a class, I agree with you full heartedly. Yeah, yeah, and I really love like this movie goes right into it and I'm like, yes, this feels like a real yeah. African American kid, but it doesn't feel like they're stereotyping yeah, as half, this half Mexican as well. Yeah. yeah. Very, I would say yeah. It, it it wasn't just the switch from Hal Jordan to John Stewart. It wasn't just okay. We'll we'll put a different skin color on him, and then yeah. it's the same character. And this the one thing I can reach also about this movie when I look at the entire cast is this is a movie where the protagonist, a mixed race like you know mm-hmm. African American, um, Hispanic, Hispanic um, descent like yeah character, a female main character. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm so glad by the way that they didn't force the romance. Yeah, and none of that is yeah. either. Racial, yeah. more like gender. One, yeah, one female main character, another female yeah. side character, a female side villain, and like, and they and didn't uncle. beat you over the head with yeah. that. Yeah, I really wish that a lot of movies that try to like use those like politics yeah. to sell more tickets mm-hmm. approach movie making like yeah. that because mm-hmm. that is more respectful. I, I was shocked and surprised and so thankful that it was not the selling point. It yeah. wasn't. Yes, no, that, it wasn't. I yeah. appreciate that. So the point was the animation yeah. and the characters. It's, yeah, and yeah. that's what I. I still didn't about. like it, but. <laughs> and we talk about. I will um, say I'm thankful for a lot of things. Yeah, I talk about like I talk all the time about how like Moonlight is such a great political mm-hmm. movie because there's no politics and right. because. And because it, it's good, it's a it's a film. It is yeah. my favorite film of that year. It's which such it a wasn't. Good, it's such an amazing film, and like a big reason for that, for like if like you leave the movie and you like have all these reflections on like people who are impoverished people who are african americans yeah. people who are part of an lg the lgbtq community in a world that like sadly is just not ready to accept them yet yeah. and you think about all these things not it's because it's in the film but because mm-hmm. the characters and the story they go through are so engaging that i've only seen the film once and i could still probably tell you everything that happened yeah. when i saw it from Three years ago now. Marshali and that's great. Yeah, it's such a phenomenal uh, film. I think three different Chirones are. Oh my god! Yeah, fantastic. and I think like Spider Verse is a lot of sort of like the same thing. Like I, you know, like going back to it, there's a lot of that like political stuff in there, and like you can really like, but it doesn't feel forced. It, it feels yeah. it feels like the character. It feels like they have that that same really practice and delicate touch of like a Spike Lee movie. <laughs> you had me until I, that. I love, I love, I love Spike Lee. I think he's I a phenomenal filmmaker. Oh, but he I has all the subtlety of a sledgehammer yeah, to the to head. Do justice, to do justice to Spike Lee, yeah. I think you really toned it down for Black Klansman, which is still admittedly a very political movie. Yeah. And two over the top, but yeah. I think I think I think Spike I think Spike Lee is a phenomenal filmmaker. Oh, yeah. And here's here's a big thing. I think Spike Lee is a phenomenal filmmaker. When he's making movies with messages and not message movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and, yeah. you know, like, Moonlight is very much a movie with a message, and Green Book yeah. is very much a message movie. And if you yeah. want to talk about which one people are going to think is better in, right now and literally forever more, like, Corby Ferraris. Movie for the year. 
Yeah, Before we move on, I also want to do justice to the Miles Morales Ultimate Comics because he, like, he that is once again the Ultimate Comics in general not great, <laughs> and but like he is probably one of the best parts of those. Even though it's still not great, they don't trade it. Like, yeah, it's Spider-Man, but a minority. You still clearly see that like he he has There's a different a family. Yeah. He goes through different stuff, and it's kind of like, what if a yeah. character. Who is like part of a minority would have to go through that. It, it, Unlike it is, the Spider-Man, yeah. like it is not the transition yeah. from uh, Iron Man to Iron Heart. Yeah, no, like the, the African American, <laughs> yeah. like, Iron Man girl. That's what, like a lot of people have problems mind. with that in the comics because like they just like they introduce a character who in pop culture we would reference as a Mary Sue, mm -hmm. and just make Tony Stark completely irrelevant. Wait, but what about Anthony Chilhop? And she's like. And she's like completely or better. Amadeus yeah, please don't talk about that at all. <laughs> she's like completely better and, and just than him. And yeah. you feel like they're just forcing it down on you. And I feel like it's kind of disrespectful because that is, that like in a lot of people, you can see it on the internet as well, creates like a kind of like an undertone resentment towards yeah. the fact that they're shoving all of those minorities. Well, there's down a reason that throats. they undid everything they did. Yeah, and like that only like that, that does not politically help their message, nor just like the good fight, so to speak. That That is counterproductive. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to say, I, 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 I believe in like two minutes. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, we, we are kind of wrapping. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. should we just wrap up real yeah. quick? Can, can I say yeah, go ahead. one thing real quick? Is that I have always held this position, I've always said it in my creative, in like all of my creative writing classes, it's like, uh, any story is a persuasive essay. If the person knows that they're being persuaded, uh, or that you're trying to persuade them, uh, it's going to harm your ability to persuade them. If they don't know that you're mm -hmm. slowly working your like roots into them, that's when it's it like the thing well. where it's like you know the medicine and the food. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, you're it taking makes a pill easier to they, accept if you don't know you're taking it. They teach us the same thing in marketing. Is like mm -hmm. they're like always make your ads subversive and yeah, so, work on yeah. their subconscious. If if your ad, if your ads feel like ads, then they're bad ads. Consume. Yeah. Reproduce. Yeah. We're just talking about they live. Have okay. you seen it? Yes, I yes, I know what you're talking about. I'm just worried. I'm just glad you said something because I was worried they wouldn't. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have just told people to get consumed. <laughs> you know what to do, audience. Fun, uh, fun story. Uh, the McDonald's red and yellow is because red and yellow <laughs> makes people hungrier. Really? I, yeah. Yeah. No I color. Color is very important. Does it? Well, we can we can get into marketing yeah, yeah, later. I can talk about red all that stuff. Red and yellow. Colors of Spider Man. Yeah. All right, echo chamber over. Is that the is that, that, no, yeah. it's probably not. No, the end it's of the echo. Not. All right, echo chamber over and out.